Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power, experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Check out her website at www.eastgateministries.com. I've got to get permission for some of the stuff I've got in here. If I publish, I mean post on the website. 
same poster on the Facebook, but we can go ahead and uh, put the oral message out there. So a couple of weeks ago, I spent a beautiful spring day with Susie. We drove into the Texas Hill Country and saw the wildflowers and sharing our stories of faith. And of course, hers is amazing. Um, raising eight children and um, all the, you know, She's been a Christian the whole time and all the wonderful experiences she has. And I can't remember what I shared with her. Um, but I think I shared with her about seeing the golden candlestick. And I think I shared with her about the birth of the man, about in 1989, that I had a vision of the birth of the man child. And actually, I thought it was 33 years ago, it's 40 years ago. Uh, but the next time I saw her, she handed me this book, Ladies of Gold, Ministry of the Golden Candlestick. The Golden Candlestick was the name of the ministry uh, set in and led by Frances Metcalf in the late 30s to early 40s. I didn't look her up on Google to see when she passed to heaven, uh, but this was the information that um, Dr. James Maloney um, president of the Dove Rise Ministries took all of her sermons and visions and put them into a book. And this is the book, Ladies of Gold. Uh, the ministry was started in California and it was a hidden ministry uh, with an average membership of, say, 40 or 50 men and women. At one time, some folks came in from Catherine Kuhlman's ministry, and I think they were up to 80. Uh, but it was very much hidden, and if you could see how the Spirit flowed in that, uh, in that ministry, you would understand why they would be hidden, because the religion of the day would have beat them up really bad. We know a lot more today than we did then. But uh, Dr. James Maloney, and he's still alive, the name of his ministry is Dove on the Rise, but he was a protege of Francis Metcliffe. They both lived in this little California mountain town where she had built a home and it was also the gathering place of the ministry. So at the age of 17, he had come down from his mountain home to pick up the mail, which they all went to the same place to pick up the mail. And he said it, that the place was, you know, with a lot of spooky spiritual people around, uh, goes up in the mountains, it was, it, it was they had all kinds of people walking around, you know, saying they were Jesus or one thing or the other. You know how it was California mountain towns were, and I guess it was that way back then. So he said he was walking out of the post office at 17 years old, and this um, older lady with long bony finger walked up to him <laughs> and said, you're the one, you're the one. And he said, I just kind of nodded and started backing off. <laughs> but he was a Christian. And he never got involved in any of the occult and all that stuff that was going on around his little town. And he, but he was—he had always been a Christian. He'd stayed clean of all that stuff. And of course, he admits he was intimidated. <laughs> uh, but later, someone called him that he knew and told him that he was invited to go to this meeting. And and you could only go by invitation. She just didn't open her doors to just anyone. So he went. And um, 
then of course, I won't go into his whole story because that's not what I'm talking about today, but I can give you all the background for this. And he did answer the call, um, came up on that strong prophetic ministry, and he went to seminary, and he has a ministry today. But I'm going to begin this teaching by describing the first service he attended. He said, um, as soon as everyone began singing in tongues, the power of God fell like a heavy, thick fog. It was overwhelming. I could hear the people, but I couldn't see them. It took a few minutes for my eyes to adjust enough to see the person next to me. And those who were farther away could only be made out dimly. The ceiling was concealed in a purple swirling cloud. Now this is a spiritual cloud, not purple cloth. Sometimes feathers were whirling inside the cloud. Now you remember how even in the 1990s, feathers were so controversial in the church. Okay, he saw feathers swirling in a cloud in the 1940s, early 1940s. I guess when, I guess at that time it was about 1942, from, from his story. Excuse me, let me get my water while I'm up here. I love telling this stories like this. I just love it. I just get all excited. Um, he said one could hear the audible laughter of exultant and happy children coming out of heaven. It truly was an open heaven a spiritual portal like Jacob's ladder. There were numerous times the four and twenty elders were a part of the worship. And just a consistent coming and going of the angelic host. Uh, when an angel was there, no one could see them like they see a normal, everyone could see them like they could see a normal human being. Uh, uh, they weren't. They were fully manifested. No similitude. The, just the outform or form of an angel. They could see them just like I'm seeing Sandra. They would come to worship and share information with the group. Often they wore normal clothes. On one occasion, I saw two men in street clothes sitting and conversing with some of the ladies before the service. When the meeting was starting. Starting, these two stood up and hugs to the ladies walked past me and disappeared. <laughs> That's amazing. Again, when I asked what this was all about, Frances told me, you're not ready for that yet, Jim. Seems she told me that a lot. <laughs> there were firelights, the only word I could use to describe them which were angels dropping down from the cloud above to the floor below. When these firelights struck the ground, one could see the angels' feet appear out of the flames. It's interesting how little details like that have stayed with me for almost 40 years now. I recall once three ladies worshiping in an angelic tongue. You know, there are tongues of angels. There are tongues and there are tongues of angels whose faces and torsos were concealed behind a purplish cloud. All I could see were their arms and hands outstretched. When Francis would begin strumming with that zither, and uh, Jean, I suppose that's a 
musical instrument that I'm not familiar with. She had a, she strummed a zither. <laughs> Heavenly instruments would be added to the orchestration. Violins, French horns, harps, trumpets, other angelic voices audibly. Two or three octaves, octaves higher than the human voices. Mm. Often thunderings crashed out of the clouds. And an archangel would make an audible declaration. Things like, how great is the mercy of Jehovah. The I was, that I am, that I will be. Praise him. It's the angel talking. There was a swirling fog of gold dust. A liquid cloud. I could smear with my hand. And it would whirl and whirl. Now, when gold dust first came out, now mind you, I don't know anything about Pentecost from days past. Well, I know I, by that time I had studied, so okay, I knew more than I, I, I had learned some. But when gold dust first, oh, it was just shocking. Was this God or was this the devil? And we had both opinions. But God just spoke to me in a dream. And I was very disappointed at the dream, to tell you the truth. But I had prayed and asked him if the gold dust was of him. And he said, um, she spoke to me dream. And he says, Carolyn, you're not going to carry the gold dust, but you're going to prophesy. Yeah. And so I just haven't bugged him about it, you know. Lucky <laughs> 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 we're doing you. <laughs> But anyway, they had in 1940, in the early late 30s and 1940s, they were having clouds of gold dust. A liquid cloud that I could smear with my hand. And it would whirl and swirl. I could breathe it in and feel it cleanse me inside. You know, Gloria told me I need to go and cleanse. That's what we need. We need to go. We need to breathe in. Make it easy on us, Lord. Yeah, that'd be easy. <laughs> like I said, all ministry is a sacrifice. And all of you preachers out there, I want to be preachers, that you're just, hey, wait till you get to a, your ministry. Let me tell you whatever God calls you to be a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be what you volunteer to do. Often breezes would waft into the room, each one bringing a different, unique, unearthly fragrance, beautifully sweet and nourishing. Now, I didn't do the whole thing here because I can't put it all in one, in one. Just giving y'all some highlights here. This is me talking. I was very excited to read her account as taught to her by the Lord himself. As this was revealed to me, as I experienced several times, as y'all have shared with y'all over the years, of being raptured into heaven. God would take me into heaven and he would show me these visions and he showed me these things. That's why we're called a third day Lord church. It's because that's what we're called to do. And I was raptured into heaven by what I describe as prophetic ecstasy into heaven where the spirit of God in me becomes so strong that it comes out of my body and then it takes my spirit into heaven. Um, I haven't had it happen in a while. 
You have to, it's, your body has to be strong enough to, to cooperate with this. Um, people often ask me, when they hear me preach, if I believe in the physical rapture, or do I believe in a spiritual rapture? They, got, they, know there's, they seem to know there's both. I answered yes. Yes, I believe <laughs> My spirit has been raptured into heaven. Okay? Also, I believe the word of God that Enoch and Elijah were translated and did not see that. Hebrews 11.5 By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. Looks like we got some problems back there. We not functioning? That's right. We got um, it. We got it. Okay. Okay, dope. Okay, and then 2 Kings 2.11. It came to pass, as they went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. The chariot of fire and the horses of fire parted Elijah and Elijah. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Okay, I believe this. Just like I believe the book of Genesis. Just like I believe that God created the earth and he is the creator of the stars and the moon and everything in it. And I believe this because the Bible tells it to me. But by faith I believe it. The vision given to Francis Metcalf began in January 1942 and continued for several months. Now she tells me some interesting things. See, I, what God showed me, I saw in part and know in part. And, but she has bits and pieces that she's added to this that I didn't totally understand, but I just kept going. Um, I was having my visions where I was being raptured into heaven, I'd say from 1997 to into 2000, maybe 2001, where they would come periodically and the Lord would rapture me in and of course I've written them all down and sometimes when I'm preaching on a particular scripture that has to do with that that's when I share that with you um, and this is her topic uh, by reliable witnesses the Holy Spirit has confirmed the word given to us that rapture meaning to be caught away or transported in the spirit is preparatory to the even greater experiences of transport in the body and being translated. Mm. Okay, I've never been transported in my body. It would be very helpful <laughs> at this time in my life if I could be transported. It would really help my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and these people were not translated. They all passed to heaven by uh, going to sleep in a, in a normal, like we all do. I'll put that in there. And all three of these experiences are recorded in the Word of God. 
Now, when the Lord was telling her about this, she had not yet been raptured into heaven. He was, he was telling her about it. And she wrote this uh, poem, and I don't have the whole poem because, uh, you know, I just got little pieces of it. But it's very similar to what Diana was singing by the Spirit when the, the word of God that you were bringing forth there. Rise up on wings of the dove. Rise up at the call of love. Rise up, 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 up to the courts above. Why will you tarry here in darkness? Why will you wonder, sad at heart, when Jesus has bidden you rise up, my love, and come with me apart? Now that was a song that was given to her by the Holy Spirit. She received many prophetic songs and they're written, scattered throughout the book. Okay, she's still talking. One night I, and that would be Francis Metcalf, was engaged in earnest prayer with a few others. I was suddenly wrapped in the spirit. I had the sensation of passing up, up, and on into the third heaven. Well, I stated that wrong, that she had not yet been gone. She, she became very ill. You know, all of these stories that we hear of people who got caught up into heaven, that these books been written, they, they were, they, it was from being very, very ill at death's door. Well, she experienced that. So I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, when she was caught up this first time into the third heaven, the Lord spoke to her. The universe is your inheritance in me, the Lord said. You have possessed an earthly inheritance in my kingdom, but you shall spy out and possess a heavenly inheritance by faith. Okay, the Lord has been hammering down on this body to apprehend your authority that he has already given you over the earth. Okay, but he's also, all power in heaven and earth and under the earth is given to Jesus Christ. He's telling her that he's not only given her her inheritance on the earth, but he wants her to apprehend her inheritance in heaven. We got to do some doing, y'all, to get caught up. Yeah. He revealed, and this would be Jesus talking to her, that Satan and his rulers would be cast down out of the heavens and their seats of authority would be given to overcoming saints. I, that would be Francis Beckham, had a strong impression that I was standing on a high and very steep pinnacle. I found myself looking at the starry heavens from above them. The mirages and mirages of heavenly worlds spread out before me overwhelmed my spirit. I felt that any moment I would faint. So I leaned upon the Lord, trust him to sustain, sustain and trusted him to sustain me upon this pinnacle. I got some typos in here. I was tired when I finished this. The devil was trying to wear me out last night. I didn't go back and correct my typos. I was conscious of angelic beings and of uh, ethereal sights and sounds, but I could neither see them plainly nor hear them distinctly. Then as suddenly as I was taken up, I was set down again upon the earth. 
There is a path which no bird knows, the spirit said. You shall be given the wings of a dove and shall fly away and be at rest. I saw that hitherto I had been an eagle's sight. And as it would happen, Sunday night, we were sharing the Tim Sheets book. He described the powerful um, ministry of the eagle saints that God is releasing upon the earth. Militant, overcoming, warrior. How powerful the eagle saints are going to take all that God has given and how we're going to push back the devil. Don't you hear what she what? And so I shared also what God told her about being a dove saint. Let me say this again. Hitherto I had been an eagle saint, a prayer waiter slash ER, and warrior. She had been a warrior. I was now to be changed into a dove saint. The dove typifying the company who shall ascend and descend and finally be translated. The following scriptures were illumined to me. And I didn't put them all down. And she listed almost all of the doves, or he did in the book, almost all the doves scriptures in the Bible. I only wrote a couple of them down. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. Psalm 55, 6. Though you lie among the pots, Yet shall you be as the wings of a dove covered with silver and her feathers with yellow gold. Psalm 68, 13. This portion had been spoken to me many years before. It is found in the prophetic 68th Psalm containing a profound revelation of the latter day. Last night I sat down and studied the 68th Psalm again. I'm not really teaching it today but I was looking at it again from the perspective that the Lord showed her. As one commentator has written, it would take the Pentecostal gifts of tongues to properly interpret this superlative song of David. The ninth verse reveals the latter rain. I added it. You, O God, sent a plentiful rain, whereby you confirmed your inheritance when it was weary. Your congregation dwelt in it. You, O oh God, provided from your goodness for the poor. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those who publish it. Saints, that's what we're doing. You want to know why I seem to have this word? I can't help it. Oh, amen. I've got to publish this word. Amen. I get on there, I put it on any kind of and I can write. I don't care if it's Facebook, if it's MailChimp, if it's uh, my database. I gotta publish his work. Because see that's what he put in me. Is that God will raise up a company who will that who the Lord gives the word to and they are going to publish it. I don't even care if you read it. I just got to publish it. <laughs> I do care if you read it. But I mean, the main, see, I know that if it's spoken and if it's published, the angels are going to take it 
and it's going to do that for which it, God sent it for, mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just that the spiritual forces that God has put in place are going to fulfill that work. Yes. Um, there is a mention of a people once cast down in servitude and bondage who arise as pure doves, as free as a bird. Verse 8. Who are those that fly as a cloud and as the doves to their windows? We're seeing all these cloud formations in our sky now. With Facebook, people are taking pictures of these cloud formations. And they are telling a story, a beautiful story of heaven. Who are those that fly as a cloud? He's speaking of angelic formations flying as a cloud. Her talking. I saw that the dove was a symbol of sonship, of purity, and of sacrifice, as well as of the Holy Spirit. Lord calls thee, Francis Metcalf, to see that the dove company is the bride company, the sun, and the sun company. The raptured and finally translated saints. You know, people even argue over whether we're the bride or the son, or whether the church is the bride or the son. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ is going to uh, marry his bride, and they are going to bring forth a son. And that son will be the sons of God. The bride is the church. I, we're back, back now. I need to tell you when I'm talking and she's talking, but y'all just figure it out. I, Francis Metcalf, was shown, whereas I had previously glimpsed into the heavenlies, I was now actually to be taken by the Spirit into celestial realms. She asked, how can this be? The Lord gave her the following revelation. Rapture and translation are two entirely different things. The meaning of the word rapture is to be suddenly caught away or transported in the spirit. This does not involve a transportation of the body. St. John was wrapped in the spirit when he received his revelation of Jesus Christ. His body was still on the Isle of Patmos, but his spirit was taken into the heavenly. I, John, was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Paul was wrapped in the spirit and taken to the third heaven. Daniel was wrapped and fell as dead when he was given the amazing revelations of Jesus Christ and the time of the end. Of course, I've taught the book of Daniel. It's been a while. But I put the time of the end in, and starting with chapter 8 through the end of Daniel, I think the Lord spoke to him, this vision is for the time of the end, at least, I didn't count them, at least a half a dozen times, probably more. Isaiah, while in the temple, was wrapped and saw the Lord high lifted up. Moses was wrapped on the mount when God took him up and gave him the Ten Commandments and, and the plan for the, for the, for the uh, uh, tabernacle. 
Ezekiel was racked again and again and again and again. The whole book of Ezekiel. All through the history of the church, the saints have been given experiences of rapture. Savonarola, St. Francis, St. Catherine of Siena, George Fox of the Quakers. And she, they give their, their experiences, which I'm not going to take time to do today, of, how, of different things that God showed them. Not different things, but something that the Lord showed them and spoke to them when they were taken into heaven. St. Catherine of Siena, she was shown that this glorious overcoming church is coming forth. And that our garments are going to be like beautiful gold and stones and we're going to be given new garments. I would imagine those are spiritual garments. But the end time overcoming church is going to be, our garments are going to be changed into glorious heavenly garments. That which St. Paul experienced as one born out of due time is the perfect type and pattern of the sons of God. They will be given a revelation of Jesus Christ. A face-to-face, -face, beyond the veil experience before they are physically translated. You remember when the Lord told me, I heard the voice from the golden altar. And he said, Carolyn, you will not pass into the Holy of Holies without sin in your life. You've got to overcome it. And then I did. So there is a people, and I've got teachings on Beyond the Veil. Um, beyond the Bride, Beyond the Veil. Uh, now, I've never been physically translated. I don't know. I don't know if I should look forward to that or not. <laughs> I have to just take it as it comes, Lord. God, help me to measure up, you know. Okay, they will be caught up in the spirit and will cook. Okay, all right. It's physically translated. Let me get back here. Right now, we're reading books and we're studying on Sunday evening. These saints, egg. Cat Kerr, the girl, the lady from God TV, what's her name? Um, Wendy Alec? Yeah, Wendy Alec, uh, Tim Sheets, a whole bunch of them that we're reading, on, we have read on Sunday night, one after the other, have been uh, caught up in the spirit. And some experience like a physical translation. Okay, this is what she says. This is what God told her. They will be caught up in the spirit and will commune with angels, prophets, and apostles as well as with Jesus Christ himself. Now, many of us have had a one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. You're not going to have a one-on-one. -on -one. I don't believe that you're going to stand in the fivefold until you've had a one-on-one. -on -one. You'll have a gifts operating in your life, but there's a one-on-one. -on -one. Well, that's just what I think, because I had a one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. Do y'all remember? When I was I was getting ready to go to Mississippi, it's been some years ago, actually Jill O'Brien was with me that time. And we were, the bit, the, uh, I think the conference was the Golden Eagle, I'm not sure, something golden. 
and I was preparing a message for the conference, and a golden eagle flew through my upstairs, I was at my computer, through my upstairs window was huge. It flew in over my head. It was this golden eagle. And I went, and I looked at that railing there by my fire, by my, where you go, at the top of my stairs, and there stood the 12 apostles. And I lost it. And the apostle Paul stepped out, and he laid hands on me. Okay, see what she says? God told her. They will commune with angels, prophets, and apostles, as well as with Jesus Christ himself. Now, this was in the 1940s, before what we're living in now. Because we're just studying and seeing the books that we're going through on Sunday night, how many people are experiencing what she said. Now, I don't get, I want this all every day. I want this every Sunday. Mm -hmm. But it calmly comes. I don't have any, I don't, I don't know when or what a visitation is going to come. Better be ready for your day of visitation. Because you'll miss it. Maybe I wasn't ready and I missed it. I don't They will be shown the things which have been, the things which are, and the things which are to be. Oh, what a word of authority. We shall see, we shall hear, we shall know by firsthand experience. With heaven. That, Carolyn, remember God told me, Carolyn, that which is in heaven will be heavenly on earth. This is what God is bringing us into. This is what God is bringing the church into. And we have got to declare it and proclaim it I don't care if 10,000 of you out there think I have lost my mind. I don't care. It is too late. And there are people who will have to guard their reputation. And they will be able to take this because they will have a reputation to guard. I don't have one of those. <laughs> <clears throat> Why was it not lawful for St. Paul to tell of his revelation of Jesus Christ and of the mysteries revealed in the third heaven? That doesn't mean it's not lawful for us. Right. Well done. Well done. Because these things were sealed up until the time of the end. The revelation and appearing of Jesus Christ to his prepared saints is now at hand before his second coming. He will appear in his saints before his second coming. Daniel wrote it. Ephesians 4.13 Till we all come to this my scripture. When God called me this to, he told me this was my this is my ministry. Till we all come in the unity of the faith, and to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. 
Now, as we know, there is no one that any of us know on planet Earth that measures up to this scripture or any ministry. But that is our goal. It's what we're headed toward. That's the hope of our calling. Philip was transporting from one transporting from one place to another place in the body, as he was caught away when he preached to the eunuch. Acts eight thirty nine through forty. And when they were come up out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azostus, Azustus. Sound like a Zuzu, doesn't it? And passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Caught away. Jesus was caught away. When, when he was walking on the water. He was supernaturally out there on the water. And now this is her words, not mine. The last step is translation. Then we shall be caught away in body, soul, and spirit as were Enoch and Elisha. She said the Lord said that there's going to be an overcoming church, a triumphant overcoming church that will be caught away um, before he, when, he, when he comes back again. Um, that hasn't, we're not there. The church is not there. Um, that's what got, that's what she that was her I, I'm not saying yay or nay I'm just saying that's what she said okay so she said the Lord began to speak to our company about rapture and there were manifestations of flying and being transported and prophecies about translation but she doesn't say in there some of them were transported like Philip was. And some of them were flying. Now can you imagine if one of you take off flying in here? <laughs> oh my goodness, we'd be the talk of Texas. <laughs> some devil that got a hold of us. Uh, but they had prophecies about translation, but see it wasn't for them. And of course it hasn't happened yet. That we don't anything about. But I didn't know about this group either, so till just recently. We were told that to enter into translation required long and difficult preparation for our entire being, including our body must be brought into complete submission to the Spirit. And this is the Lord speaking to them in prophecies about being translated. With these dealings, we were giving Romans 8, 1 Corinthians 15, and all of Thessalonians, and many other portions of the Pauline epistles. We also had demonstrations about the whole burnt offering. I have some teachings on this. Maybe I need to go back and start to come in Genesis and start all over and start preaching again, huh? Those who are truly raptured 
are consumed with the fire of divine love. Over and over, the word in Hebrews was given to us. Hebrews 12, 22 through 24. You, of course, we know the word of God says you have come to Mount Zion. But she wrote it that the Lord was telling them, you are coming unto Mount Zion. That's S-I-O-N, and that's purposely S-I-O-N, not Z-I-O-N. That's another message. And unto the city of the living God, Zion was the place of sacrifice. That's Zion is the place of uh, victory. And unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and ecclesia of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better, things than that of Abel. That's what we're called to church. This is what we're coming into. It's not over yonder on the other side of that grave. It's now that God is calling the church into this now. Angels from glory. This is another, another song she wrote. This is, be, this is before she got sick. Angels descending from glory I see down through the open portal. A wonderful word are bringing to me sent from the king immortal. Angels from glory are winging. A message divine they are bringing. The king bids thee come up higher, they say. Now rise up, beloved, and come away. My heart completely he's captured. Soon to his throne I'll be raptured. Caught up in a moment I shall arise to meet him in paradise. Um, Francis said that the Holy Spirit gave her this song as a promise. He revealed that throughout the ages this door in heaven has been opened at certain times to certain chosen ones. Jacob saw this stairway, or ladder, and the angels ascending and descending. Now, I am not in any way validating here. I just want to validate this word. But y'all remember what I told you about laying out on my, I had on my warm-up suit. And this angel came and got me and took me up this ladder. And we stopped at a platform and another angel came and cleaned me up to take me on up and then that's when I was standing before those stairs or steps that were going up into this cloud of glory and as I stood there by that time I was spirit I was not flesh I was a spirit on that first platform I had my warm up suit <laughs> And I was saying, I can't go ahead with this. <laughs> and he had to send it in this vision. And, and, I, and um, then I, after this angel cleaned me up, did something to me, I felt like I was getting cleaned up, took me to those steps. And on one side were these angels going up, 
with these bottles in their hand on one side. Angel after angel after angel. Coming down on the other side out of this cloud, they had the answers to these prayers. And then I was lifted up, straight up into this cloud. And then I saw this colossal Jesus who was all light. I was taken in, my, but this time I'm light. I'm just, I'm just a little, a light blob. And I was taken into his stomach. I stayed there a little bit. And then I came out and I went through his nail-scarred hands. My light did. So, I have no problem believing that these people saw this stairway and this ladder. Because God showed it to me. We've got to tell these stories. We have got to tell these stories. Because see, when she tells her story, look how she has encouraged me. The prophets at times looked into these heavenly realms. But now, this is the good news. <coughs> oh, praise the Lord. And this is what God showed her. This door is to be open to the entire Sons of God Bride Company. Each one is to be taken up the golden stairway, up into the third heaven, some to higher realms and some to the very throne. It's happening. People are writing it down and they're not afraid of the intimidation. They're not afraid of the religious spirits. They're not afraid of those who are scared of spooky spiritual. And they're writing it down where God is taking them up into the throne room. By way of rapture, they are to have access to the heavenly. They are to see and commune with the angels and saints and are to see Jesus beyond the veil, face to face, being changed into his likeness. Fully united with him. They are to be commissioned and sealed and then sent forth for ministry. Every son of God, she says, that the Lord told her every son of God is to have these privileges. Okay, we're coming into a time, there's much talk about the sons of God, but we're coming into a time when we're going to begin to see the Lord reveal these sons of God. They are to know as they are known. You've heard me talk about the knowing realm of ministry. Mm -hmm. There is the gift realm, which is a wonderful realm. We'll take all the Holy Spirit gifts we can get. We'll love them all. But beyond that is the knowing realm, where we know as we are known. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I preach into that knowing realm. Okay? And I have to check myself because, see, I think the congregation is there too. 
and some of you are. Where you know, you just know. But then you'll notice on Sunday morning, I'll change gears. And I'll kick back into the gift realm. Okay, so that the gifts can flow and minister to the people. And I'll call on the congregation to bring forth the gifts. Or if we have a visiting minister to move in the gifts. Perhaps you knew about that too. As I, and that would be Francis Mitko, learned of these things, my heart hungered for the fullness of the revelation of Jesus Christ. The secret revelation to be given to the Ecclesia. End of quotes from Francis. Before her desire was fulfilled, prophetess, I'm going to call her prophetess, if I wasn't sure what to call her, I'm going to call her prophetess, was taken to the very edge of the Gulf of Death. God showed it to her. He took her to this place. It was just huge jump off because she was asking him to take her to heaven. But he was telling her all this stuff. He was showing her all this stuff. And she was like, God, God, take me. He took her to this cliff by the Spirit. He showed her a vision. Down deep, she saw this deep, deep chasm. And down there was death. And on the other side was the glory of God. And she said, Lord, do I have to go there? And he took her physically to the very edge of death. She said somebody even came and laid her out. They came and prayed over and released her. That's how sick she was. And the doctor could not find one thing that was wrong with her. <laughs> and then the Lord began to minister to her. And in that place, he ministered to her and brought her back. And then, uh, if y'all want me to, if y'all still interested in this, I'll begin to share some of those things next Tuesday. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, ma'am. The Lord healed her and then raptured her into heaven. Uh, I'm greatly blessed. I meant to. I wanted to talk to y'all about the sign of the Son of Man that he showed her. Talked a little bit about that Sunday morning. Um, the sign of the Son of, of the coming of the Son of God was given to Isaiah, a virgin shall give birth, and a divine child shall be born. She said were the two signs, plus other signs. There was a sign of the star, uh, but these were the two major signs of the coming of the Son of God. And then, of course, in Matthew 24, Jesus says that there will be the sign of the Son of Man. Someone read about Matthew 24, 30 for me. I don't have it here. I'll take a minute. Um, we'll talk about that maybe next week. That, you know, we'll talk about that next week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because we need to, we need to be aware of the sign of the country. Okay, who you, who's got it? Uh, 30, I think it's 2430. Yes, yeah. And then shall appear. Okay, go ahead, John. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. 
and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Okay. So next week, if the Lord allows, we'll talk about the sign of the Son of Man. And the signs that was given to Isaiah that the Christ child would be born. And they're going to be the signs of the Son of Man. And those, that God will reveal it to his ecclesia. I think we need to study this, don't y'all? Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, she also did a whole series there on the North Star. Uh, we probably will get to that next week, but that the Lord also spoke to me about the North Star many years ago. I haven't really talked to y'all about that. I've just kind of a couple people and I mentioned it to over all the many years, but I just something I ponder. And she brought forth some light, but I'm not sure it's full light to what God God spoke to me about. I'm not sure about all that yet, but you know, he'll open up things because even with this, she gave me light because I see in, I see in, in part, knowing part. If we could talk now, I probably have some light in what he showed her. See, we all need our gifts flowing together. So maybe we'll get into the North Star. I don't know when. Maybe I, I still want to pray about that some more. But one of the things I think y'all already know this is uh, how the Lord showed her, and this may be why we know it. May have come forward that all the constellation of the stars tell the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Started with Virgo and and the uh, Lion. And of course, I, but she, but God showed her that by vision, and that may be why we know it, is because He showed it to her, and some people have brought it forth since the early 1940s. Dr. G D. James Kennedy did a, a teaching on that. It's magnificent. You can find it online. Yeah. So, Shannon got new two notepads, mopeds. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 